Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Dear brothers and sisters in faith, welcome to another beautiful episode of Moments on Anchor FM. Hope you had a great week. I'm your host, Ibrahim Abdussalam, and I have here with me to co host this episode, Farooq Ajanoku. How are you doing, Farooq? I'm fine. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How's your week? Uh, mixed feelings, but alhamdulillah, we are fine. <laughs> All right, guys. So today we're going to be discussing a very, very important topic. A topic that has actually drawn attention within and without the country. And it's about uh, the series of events that have been occurring for the past few weeks in Nigeria. And it's about the protests, the NSAS protests. And the topic we're going to be looking at definitely is youth independence because everything rallies around nigeria and rallies around the nigerian youths so and to discuss that topic with us from the university of lagos the graduate of the university of lagos faculty of law in person of ibrahim anifuoshi popularly known as iban khan is a writer a poet and lots lots more assalamu alaikum ibrahim how are you doing Waalaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I've been fine. How was the house? Ah, it's been great. I'm trying to be mentally sane. I've been a bar of work. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, end SARS, end SWAT, and the rise of protests in Nigeria as a country that has been recorded for the past few weeks. You know, yeah. this has been generating lots of tension and getting so many people on their toes. So, could you just give us a rundown of the old event, how it started, and your view generally of the protests? Well, um, um, the protest started, I think, this is the third week of the protest now. And um, from records, the protest started as a result of. Um, the federal um, special anti rugby court unit of the police shooting um, a man and it was on video and um, because of the fact that that kind of act the act of extrajudicial killing by that unit of the police the SARS unit of the police because of the fact that it has been popular for a while people became angered by that video and took to the streets immediately to protest the stop to police killings, extortion and brutality generally. Well, um, for, as for me, when you have for my view, my view on um, protest, as for me, generally, as long as the protest is peaceful, which is what we saw across board, Nigeria. As long as the protest, protest is peaceful, I am in support of it. And then, for the as for the NSAS protest, you could see clearly that there was a lot of um, coordination, and then a lot of um, a lot of coordination, organization, and mobilization among the youth during and after the protest. So, and then the protest was peaceful. There was um, no killing, there was no destruction of property, and then there was no looting of property. So, as for me, because of that reason, I am fully in support of the protest. 
So um, I think that's my view. Um, I think that answers your question. Right, great. Yeah. Great, great. Because, you know, you you could actually see that the youths, after each protest, they clean up the environment, they are learned, and they know what is right from what is wrong, or like what it turned out to be. It's been very commendable that protesters have been well coordinated. We've seen funding coming from different sources. We've seen um, food being distributed. People have been um, sponsoring placards and sponsoring food. It's great. Um, now to the next question. Um, you said uh, something about it being peaceful and that you liked the way it was peaceful. Now, um, the protest has been hijacked, as we all know. Um, lives and properties um, have been lost. For many, the question on their mind is what's next? Because the hoodlums have been looting a lot of properties right now. So we need to ask what is next for the protest? Well, um, for me, the thing is generally there is um, a general sense of um, kind of loss of hope because after the president announced that um, what's it called? There will be like after the president and now gave his speech yesterday and didn't acknowledge the people who died on Tuesday. There has been maybe some sense of yes, loss. um, just 12 minutes speech. There's, yeah, yeah, there have been some kind of sense of loss of hope among the youth because um, it shows that the president doesn't have maybe regard for human life. To a very large extent, or it shows that the president feels he doesn't need to acknowledge the struggle or the protest of the youth. So generally, there have been kind of a general sense of loss, loss of hope among the youth, and then people are asking, "What next?" So for me, I am um, kind of curious. Um, and then, although what I see is that there's a sense of um, awakening. The real extent among the youth because um, we could see that we could do a lot with so little in a short period of time. Within two weeks, there was funding, there was food, there was there was there was enough drinks, there was organization, there was security, there was everything, there was unity. Most especially, we agreed on one thing. After a very long period of time, Nigerians, like Trevor Noah noted, Nigerians don't agree on things. It is when we want to agree, somebody will just pop up and say, the person is Yoruba. Why do you just pop up and say, the person is a Muslim or something like that? So we are always disunited. But with the protest, we were very united. So my, from this, um, from these little things that happened within those two weeks, what I could sense was that there's a sense of we are awakening among youth, which means that um, the coming, the coming uh, week, um, there will be maybe some sense of um, people organizing and trying to teach people or educate people about voters, um, voters' education. And then there will be yeah. movies or there will be some kind of movies or videos that will be circulating from people. I can sense it already. Or mm. even writings, writings that will be written in different languages, Igbo, Aousa, Yoruba, Fulani, 
that will be distributed among people to educate them on what they need to do in the coming months or what they need to do by 2023. Because uh, because of the sense of awakening, more youth are now focused on the fact that we could also take charge in Nigeria because the food, I think I could remember that there was um, there was a lot of um, call among people saying that um, within the two weeks they spent thirty million there for I think I think thirty million there on food and then on that food we could see a whole lot of a whole lot of people enjoying themselves eating morning afternoon night people who don't even eat twice a day eat twice a day comfortably and they were not eating they were not eating they were not eating small food they were eating chicken they were not eating chicken yeah exactly they were eating they were eating confirmed food and then we could also see that brands also supported mostly used brands anyway but even brands owned by older people maybe like right yeah supported or, or even sterling bank supported the protest that protest showed the sense of a collective with the goal of the protest so um for me i think one next to be for youth to begin to take charge because what that is kind of revealed is that nigerian youth um, would actually do a lot for themselves if they are united on the course. So if we take the course for, of um, actually getting into politics, um, voting, um, getting PVCs, voter, educa- voter education, um, basically the best way to take the protest forward would be to um, use the constitutional means voting because everybody voted everybody protested the nigerian so the best course of action was to be use the power of being a nigerian that is your power to vote to be voted for to change situation because at this time it doesn't look like we have a responsible or accountable leadership from top to bottom so it is yes. the best course of, course of action for me would be for us to um, for us to take charge that is to start with sensitization telling people why they should vote who they should vote for if it is possible the youth to form um, a kind of political party uh, it's, yeah, a kind of political party that would like for them and then they should have a united front so at the end of the day, what we would have is a kind of revolu- political revolution that doesn't require carrying guns or going out people using electricity. It doesn't require us protesting anymore. What we just need to be focused. Because last week has revealed that we could actually be focused and get things done. So if we do that in the next in the next five years at least we would have enough youth at different levels of government changing things even as state governors so that's that's for me that is the next part of action yes i i agree and the thing is we already have a political party that has been formed on twitter but we don't know if that's going to stand 
But let's let's pull our hands and watch how it goes. Well, about the political party being formed, the YDP, yeah. You know, we actually there was actually one that was formed for youth during the time of I think the last election. Uh, this guy, Banky W, uh, Bankole Wellington, he was contested under the umbrella of that party, yeah. Uh, I don't really feel there's a need for another YDP. <laughs> so, but, but all in all, you know, we, we all get these horses for our leaders. You know, Bonita <laughs> is mad, he's crazy, he's always a bastard. All these things, you know, we are meant to know that, you know, as Muslims, we don't have to hate our leaders. We don't have to abuse our leaders or curse them. So, but this time when we find ourselves, people are too angry. Do you even remember the hadith of What's your For take me, on this? Um, frankly, yes, I think people are right to be angry. Like, the, the reality is that the country or the general from from Lagos to Ilorin, the situation is not favorable. So, the reality for many people, the reality causes. They don't have, they don't really have a lot to hope for in the country. So, what they have at the end of the day is just this process. They don't have food, they don't have drink, they can't get clean water, they just have, they just have words. So, the, the truth the truth is even though the yes the hadith is we shouldn't cost our leaders the reality for many people doesn't dictate that because it is it is bad it is terrible and you could see from um, for example the looting of the warehouses that you see around the country that for many people during that um, during the pandemic a lot of people suffered food or palaces were not getting to them. Then there were just four houses around the country, or even stacked houses around the country. Palaces that we are actually seeing now, yes. that they didn't get then, is what we are seeing now. Exactly. So, so if those palaces existed, if they were if they were supposed to be shared since then, and then you are seeing it now, when the pandemic is almost, I think the um, lockdown for the pandemic is over, and then. Everything is going back to normal. You are just seeing the. Imagine if there was no looting, many people wouldn't have even know. Many people haven't gotten the knowledge of those palaces being hidden or being stored somewhere. So for many people, what they have is their words. They don't really. They can't fight. They can't. Nigeria will break your spirit. So many people don't don't necessarily have a lot of hope. They're just living from day to day, trying to survive. Get food for their family. So those courses, when they win them, it's just it's just their way of coping. It's not necessarily it's not necessarily that they mean it, yes, but it's just a way of coping for many people. So is it right for is it right for Muslims to do that? Mm, as per the Adit, no, it is not right for Muslims. So yes. as per the Adit, it is not right for Muslims. But I think because I, I feel personally that yeah, I think. Okay, that even despite despite the idea saying we should not cost our leaders, it is also very clear that to, to an extent, injustice, injustice, the, the, those causes can be the prayers of someone who is oppressed. So, and then the prophet warned against the prayer of the oppressed. So, I feel those causes can also count somehow as prayers of the oppressed, not 
not be not necessarily causes. That's why I feel. It may not necessarily count as causes, it may count as prayers of the soul. Okay, okay. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, it's actually very sad, like you said the other time, because I can remember during most of the things the government did with the palliative was just a show of going on TV, taking pictures on Instagram, giving somebody this, giving somebody that, and just few people. Yeah, exactly. Other people didn't get it. So the day that people are very, very hungry, you guys have to enter <laughs> I think in the mode of your festa. You have to enter canal with back. I literally saw a babe, a, a girl, a sister, then I don't even know what to call the person. She had a bag of rice on her head, then she had another you know one for of Indomie in her hands. Exactly. I'm like, where did you see the power to carry it? To say that she was desperate about having Once that kind of situation pops up, you don't know where the stress will come from. Exactly. All right, so um, moving forward, moving forward, um, you know, you talked about the reality being that some people just have only courses to offer, but then we also can dream. And, you know, as Nigerians, we have a lot of dreams. We all dream of um, better things, a better Nigeria, even though um, we know that sometimes it might not be possible. A lot of people have lost hope, like you earlier said. But as we are dreaming, um, some people want to just uh, leave Nigeria since the ideal Nigeria is not um, possible. In fact, on Twitter, I think yesterday, a lot of people were using the Jaguar, they were creating memes, or should I call it meme? I don't know. I want to go to exactly, Canada. Canada. Everybody was saying, if I can find a spouse that's in Canada that can take me over, <laughs> I'll be very happy. But, but, you know, what, what measures do you suggest that the youths can tell the government or the government can tell the youths or everybody can do uh, to make Nigeria better so that we can achieve those things that we want to, that we are dreaming of? You know, other countries have um, facilities that we want for Nigeria. So what do you think Nigerians, the government, the youths can do to make Nigeria the dream land that we want it to be? That's just basically what we want to well, know. Like, like I mentioned earlier, um, from the two weeks protest, or the, the, this being the third week, the reality for many people is basically that now we have seen that it is possible for Nigeria to be better. That is what I think those two weeks taught many people. We have seen that Nigeria could be better if we removed many of the things that have been used against us. For example, um, we could see that unity unity among Nigerians actually helps a lot of Nigerians at the end of the day. Rather than seeing people as Muslims, seeing people as Christians, seeing people as Aousas, seeing people as, as Igbos, if we first see ourselves as humans, then we see ourselves as Nigerians, it would actually help us, it would actually help us to get to better countries faster than we ever imagined. I think that is the first step. The second step is mobilization. And then the mobilization is where the other thing comes because the reality is that many people, many people were not involved in the protest. The protest was just a small population of Nigeria at the end of the day. It wasn't like a big uh, national anti-government protest. So the reality is that the reality is that we need mobilization. That is, Nigerians need to start talking to themselves from now on. We need to, if we need a political party, if we need to form a new one, even if it is the Banky W party that we want to use, even if I don't know what we want to do, but the reality is that it's bigger than each person, it's bigger than anybody or any Nigerian at the end of the day. 
because the movement of Nigeria is a movement for everybody, everybody progresses. There is really no reason why we should keep storing money. For example, there is no reason why we should keep leaving Nigeria to other countries. At least, for example, the weather in Canada is not available to you as a Nigerian. There's winter and then people are literally dying in winter. And you you as a mm. you are I, a I Nigerian, didn't know. you can enjoy yourself in Amatan. Amatan is cold enough. Amatan is cold enough. You don't need to suffer going into the winter again. So the so there's really no reason for us to continuously keep traveling. And the reality is that not everybody can travel. Not everybody even knows what the passport looks like. Not everybody, people that have not even fed, that have not even able to eat, cannot think of going to spend 25, 30,000 to get passports. So the reality we have to face is that Nigeria is the only place we need to change in the world. That's the reality. We don't necessarily, we don't necessarily need to change any other country. Those countries have changed themselves. That is why they are where they are. So for us in Nigeria, we have to know that Nigeria is the only country we need to change. So and we know we need to know that that change is bigger than any of us. So we have to take out our sentiments. We have to take out our 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 divisions because at the end of the day, the only reason why we have this kind of leaders is because they know that when they do when they commit any kind of crime. They know that a section of the country will support them. You know, for example, exactly. yeah, they have, they have, they, uh, they have all happened. around. So, no matter the crime they commit, no matter the impunity they commit, some people will still give them the pass. So, that kind of behavior has like breeded impunity in the country for a very long time. So, the reality is we have to be, we have to ask for more accountability. We have to ensure that anybody among the youth who is going into power is also very accountable. We have to ask for constitutional reforms yeah, that will encourage um, um, growth or that will encourage more grassroots participation in election or in selection of leaders. Then we also have to face the fact that at the end of the day, the only way to change Nigeria is to take Nigeria. Yeah, what I mean. So, so yes, I take I Nigeria. Get... You have to also strategize. That is maybe maybe starting from. I think there is an election coming up in Lagos or Lagos. I think Lagos. Lagos. She, uh, territorial district. Yes. Or... The um, okay. Okay. district. I think Lagos is So that election, we can start from there. Give them a reason to start thinking about or something like that. So, but basically, we should start early. That's just what I'm going to say. We should not focus on traveling out because the reality is that not everybody can travel out. And then, when you travel, when you leave the country, um, not many, the reality is also that the country will still remain the same. So, when you, not all, not all your family members mm. will leave, right? So if there's insecurity, you will still end up crying when your maybe when your mom dies as a result of insecurity in Nigeria. So you will still end up crying in your room in Canada about it. So you that's that's so is very the reality is not not all your family members will 
give to Tao Canada. So somehow people you still you are still people who are your loved ones too are still kind of suffering. So you have to also take that into consideration. And then you also have to like focus on the fact that our country needs a radical change. And the only way to change it is to take it. So we have more we can't imagine that the youth minister is fifty four years old. So we need to say reality and then the reality is that the youth the next youth minister should be around 30 years old should be around 20 years old or something like that so we can't have a country like rwanda coming to pick our best brains for, for developing their tech you know they hired somebody from i think flutter with recently so we are um, technology minister or something like that in Rwanda. So imagine a country like Rwanda who also battled, who just recently got out of the civil war, being like moving adaptees, moving forward adaptees. And that's because the youth in that country see themselves as a part of the country because the country has taken them as a part of the country. So people see that the participation of the youth is important to the growth of the country. And the only way that can happen is for Nigerians to um, um, what's it called? Nigerians to take into consideration of the fact that yeah, that be in charge rather than trying to run away, because running away doesn't even favor them at the long run. It favors them personally because maybe they they can develop a better life for them for themselves outside the country. But the reality is that they they are still Nigerians and then they will still have to come back to the country one day or the other. Sometimes you have to come back to the country for Christmas. So how would you you that you are you are coming from a country where you spend spend four hours having lights and then for that two weeks of Christmas you you virtually have to suffer. <laughs> you virtually <laughs> yeah, you have to suffer for two hours per day, light and that. So it will literally like make you depressed. That's really will be some of the most depressing days of your life. So imagine that you, you can develop a country where those two weeks too, when you come, you also have you also enjoy 24-7 power supply. And as it stands, the people in power too, they have seen that the youths are no more joking. They are no more just pressing phone. They are pressing phone to change the country. They have seen that too. So they are on their they are also on their like they are on their toes to their afraid now. Because for example, they know that what happened at the Oba of Lagos Palace can also happen at the National Assembly very soon. So they too, they are on their toes, they are scared, and they are doing everything in their power to, to ensure that we can't we can't take over from them or we can't um, we can't um, participate as a unified front. So in summary, in summary, what we should ensure we do is number one, know that not all of us can run out of the country. Yeah, not everybody can afford it. And leaving the country itself doesn't even make the country better. It just reduces the population of the country. So that's number one. Number two is that we should also know that um, having a unified front is the most important thing because the people in power too have seen that. The two weeks that we were unified has been some of the like some of the most 
um, um, scary days since the independence of this country. So, see, they know life changing yes, moments. They know that you two have seen their power. They know that you could, you can now request for the things they want without fear. So they are, they are scared too. So that's number two. And then number three is that you should also know that the only way to change the country is to change the country. So people should start with voters sensitization, education, and then invest in uh, different ways that we could invite, like that we could involve people at the grassroots to also take charge of people that represent them. And you should also know that number four is that you should be ready for a more accountable government that is a government that can tell you that we spent a total amount of money on social scheme and it is that money that you see when you audit the account or it is a government that they don't spend money on white elephant projects and then apart from the fact that the project is white elephant there's somebody taking a commission that should be that should go into the project itself so you should know basically basically the most important thing is that 2023 should not do the same so we should prepare for it as well yeah. all right thank you very much for that response Ivan khan it's um, very delightful and you know getting to think about some of these things you said especially the part that struck me was the part of um, people during election the grassroots level you know yeah. these people are being influenced or their poverty is being weaponized and they exactly. buy their votes you know, imagine guys during the protest say we paid a thousand five hundred naira just to disrupt a peace protest. So it's sad, remember. very sad, very very sad. And indeed, we can say that our country has a hope. Not everybody can go to Canada, but me at the promotion. You had a great time, Abi Farouk. Yeah, alhamdulillah. I really, I really enjoyed it. It was very um, educative. You know, all the things that Ibn Khan said about us taking Nigeria, being united, mobilizing ourselves, and um, being able to change Nigeria so that we can have a Nigeria that has um, leaders that can be accountable, that um, that we need to also start earlier. I also took that from him. And yeah, Overall, it was a very good experience. I am very glad to have hosted this session. Alhamdulillah, we thank God. <laughs> Abio, and to you, our audience, yes, you who are stuck with us till now, thank you very much for staying around. Watch this space closely as another podcast will, inshallah, drop soon. Do have a nice week ahead, and yes, stay safe. And have great moments too. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.